Yeah. Uh, stand for the phone, but then I left it at his house. Oh, that's cool. That's fine. Yeah, and then, you know what? Any way you want to do it, you know, some people do it. If they want, if you want to do something, I know I got to take breaks because I got to go to the fridge and I got to take a leak and stuff like that. So, and we got to throw commercials in there and stuff. But yeah. I was stoked. I want to introduce you to. First of all, have you listened to any of the other episodes of the podcast? I have not. I kept meaning to. It's, I just work a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. I have a bunch of questions too. I wanted to ask you too. But um, the uh, just for everybody listening, this is Celia Contreras, uh, comedian from Phoenix, Arizona. Is that right? Yes. And uh, I saw you on Kill Tony, the Kill Tony podcast. And uh, you did a you did a minute of stand up on there. And I did. you mentioned Steel Reserve, which is one of our sponsors. Yeah. Unofficially, but but they're currently sponsoring my hangover. Well, there you go. See, well, that's that's the best thing to do for hangover. Hair of the dog, just a little bit more what what got you there in the first place, and it'll fix you right up. I know myself, I was pretty sick this morning, actually. Yeah. So I had to uh get up and eat. I ate a hot dog and then I drank about three of these tall steels, and now I'm right as rain. I'm good to nice. go again. I'm right back in action. So were you were you hung you're literally hung over today? Yeah. I like went to the gas station at six in the morning and like grabbed a couple forties and yeah. then I woke up. That's cool. <laughs> what did you do last night? Just did you just hang out the house or did you go somewhere? Uh um in between homes at the moment. So I'm actually hanging out at my friend Shelby's house. Oh, okay. And that's in Phoenix? Yeah. Are you and I think you said that you were from um or the, at least about at least about doing stand up, that you were um you're doing stand up in another city first, right? Yeah, Flagstaff, Arizona, which doesn't really have a scene. Yeah, and then um and then you came back to and then you did like four years in Flagstaff and in Phoenix together. Uh, I did one year in Flagstaff and then I moved to Phoenix and I've been doing it in Phoenix since. That's cool. That's cool. How's the scene yeah. out there? I like it a lot. Like. Yeah. We're currently the only ones who are like actually sort of open like during the whole pandemic too so we've had like random comics like come yeah from different parts of the country over to here yeah that's the same thing kind of about like texas too right because they're doing shows still even though i yeah. mean I, i'm not sure but is is it just kill tony or are there other people doing shows in in uh in uh austin there's other people uh austin i'm not too sure uh, I think there's like one or two shows going on. My friend Hector goes down, goes up there regularly. He's a comic too. Oh yeah. yeah. How many? Uh, how often do you like just tour around, kind of like from Texas to Arizona? Uh, rarely. Generally, if I'm going to Texas, it's because one of my friends is like, "Hey, so you want to go to Texas for a show and then come back?" It's like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how long of a drive is it? I think it was like 14 hours. Whoa. Been, no, was it 14 hours? 
it's some insane amount. I know on our way there, like, one of our friends pulled out some coke. It's like, we got to finish this before we get to the border. It's oh, like, some, they pulled out some what? He pulled out some coke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's all like, here, you got to help me with this. It needs to be gone by the time we get to the border. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so what did you guys just do it like on a cd or on the dashboard or what we're just doing key bumps oh just doing key bumps so you're able to yeah. finish it yeah i somehow managed to go back to sleep once we were done doing it though i was like how the fuck are you the only person who falls asleep on coke yeah like i, don't know. I was tired that is a talent that is a talent same thing i know people some people too i used to live in fresno for a little while and there's a lot of i don't know if you know fresno california but there's a lot of meth up there and there's always amazing people they would do meth and then go to sleep and i'd be like oh the fuck is this guy sleeping he did so much meth but sounds like people, arizona people have that talent oh yeah there's a lot of drugs in arizona uh meth and fentanyl seem to be popular right now like among the homeless population oh yeah but, like i'll just have like random friends like my brother used to be a meth addict Oh, really? Yeah, and he was trying to, like, find an excuse to do it the last time I was in Flagstaff. He's like, if you don't quit drinking, I'm going to go out and find some meth right now. It's like, you just wanted meth. It's like, wow. don't use me as an excuse. Yeah, I know. And so so he's pressures you to not drink or what? Yeah, they're a little weird about me drinking. Yeah? Yeah. I think it's, um, might be the Steel Reserves, too, because they're pretty intense. Yeah. I mean, they're just, uh... You know, it's like um, they're mostly, uh, from my experience, I used to live in a, a city called San Bernardino out here and um, a lot of homeless people and they would all do meth too. Like um, very popular drink with homeless people. I mean, they would all drink steals, I should say. It's cost effective. It yeah. gets you drunk for like four bucks. Yeah. I mean, like, do you, what, what is your, what is your, uh, Let's talk about steels before because I don't meet a lot of steel drinkers, you know. The taste grew on me. Like, I mostly just got it because, like, I was looking for a cheap way to get drunk. Yeah. And my brother was in, like, 40s. I'm like, what the fuck is a 40? He's like, try this. It'll change your life. <laughs> so, so your meth addict brother turned you on to steel reserves? Yes. That's good. It's a good backstory. So most people start with like, I know I used to, when I was a kid, we used to drink natural light or natural ice. I love any white trash beer. Yeah. And then it progressed to like butt ice and then steels. Did you have that same progression or did you just go, I'm going straight to steels? I went rolling rock and PBR and then steel. PBR is big. I think in, in, uh, in Arizona, isn't it? Uh, yeah, a lot of people like it. Yeah. So I have a lot of friends who are into craft beer and they'll be like, hey, can I buy you a drink? Or if I have a good set, somebody will be like, I'm going to buy you a drink. What do you want? And I'm like, PBR. And they're like, no, what do you want? It's like, no, PBR. <laughs> yeah. They like, there's a judgment there, huh? Yeah. It's like, like, so we can buy you good beer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the good beer is more expensive. So they're probably like, <laughs> take advantage of this good shit you know what i mean while i'm offering it that's probably what they think i think you know probably. so yeah. you've been doing stand-up for like you said for four years total or four years it's gonna be five in may yeah and um i know that you said you tried to get on kill tony a couple times right 
yeah, I went on a hitchhiking for a while and I spent like a month in LA and I'd be there every week to sign up and I'd never get to go up. So you're there for like a month. So you signed up like four times. Yeah. And then how did you meet William Montgomery? Um, at the different open mics, like he'd go to this one, like right after the comedy store called the next act. Yeah. And, uh, he'd be hanging out there drinking PBR. Yeah. Yeah. He's a PBR drinker too. Yep. I was always sure seeing with his, uh, I see him with a Sprite bottle with vodka and shit all the time. I mean, not see him I, on the show. I mean, I should say. You yeah. Yeah. Did you ever like just, so you, so you've hung out and, and just drank with him and kicked it with him? Yeah. He gave me a PBR once or twice. Yeah. But, uh, he liked my jokes, which was flattering, you know, because he was the only like LA comic who ever really made me laugh out of the open micers. Yeah. No, he's funny. You're, I mean, your set was good too. I mean, your set was killer. Thank be, you. And then I think afterwards, Tony said, invited you to another show, right? Uh, yeah, he let me open for him the next day. How did that go? I did well. Mm. Was that like a five-minute set? Uh, seven. Oh, that's cool. And it, yeah. it was a crowd pleaser, huh? It went well. Yeah. What's your... um? Because I, I, I don't know. If, I'm just going to explain it because the, um, the show, our show... The My Butthole Stinks Who Farted podcast that you're on now, you're a guest of, yes. um, with the Gozinias. The Gozinias is a punk rock band that I was in for like 20 years. Um, and we stopped really playing shows and uh, started a podcast. And the other members come and go, but I've mainly been doing most of them myself. Um, and so, you know, doing shows in between songs, I'd always like try to make jokes and shit like that. But I was thinking about like maybe trying stand up. That's the reason why I wanted to talk to you too. Is like stand up is always, I've always been a fan of stand up, you know? Um, I, I mean, I'm used to being in front of crowds and shit, but like not just, I mean, the ability to just go, okay, fuck it, I'm gonna start a song now is so easy to get out of like an uncomfortable moment. But um, what would you say to somebody that's like trying to start stand up? What would be some advice that you would say? Um, don't expect to do well your first time yeah, yeah. Uh, some people do um it helps if you have like some idea of what you're gonna talk about a lot of people normally it's like drunk people like i know two kinds of people who just like goes in yeah like falls deep it's all like i'm just gonna see what happens and then there's the other person who like stalks the mics and will like go and watch a couple shows first mm. and yeah, I've had friends do both. I was drugged kicking and screaming to my first mic and bribed with tequila. And I'm like, really? okay. Yeah. I got lucky. I did well my first time. And you had no idea what you were going to say? Or you kind of like had, I could talk about this. I could talk about that. Um, I was thinking about it with like on our way there. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. And she's like, oh, what do you think you're going to talk about? And she's like, oh, you should talk about the time you lost your virginity. Oh, I'm yeah? like, okay. So I did that. And then I talked about how I was dragged there against my will. And like my sugar mama wouldn't buy me any more drinks unless I went out. <laughs> so do you still use those jokes or have you evolved those jokes? Uh, I very rarely use those jokes anymore. Like all of my jokes, like I started off just talking, telling stories about my family. And then yeah. I started telling more accurate stories about my family. So I went from being like 
blue comic to a dark comic. Okay. And uh, yeah, no, then I started writing one-liners, and that's like why I really wanted to get on Kill Tony because I knew I'd do well on it. Yeah, I had a lot of one-liners. Yeah, that's one thing that I like is like if somebody comes up and does like because I watch all of them just because I like seeing people, and then I don't even know what's even more entertaining is the people that go on and just suck balls. And they just like are fucking horrible. And then Tony rips my new one or the people that actually come up and they just do joke, 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 like you did, which is like, fuck. Yeah. Also, it's kind of refreshing too. You know what I mean? Like that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's almost like a drug itself, dude, just to fucking actually laugh out loud, literally like, because something's funny. It's like, you get like yeah. a little fucking endorphin fucking shot too. No. And you get like a little endorphin shot from like making people laugh too. Like when I mean, you get a joke on your hands, it's all like, ah, oh, this is amazing. That's that, I mean, that's kind of what I was going to be chasing if I try to do it, but it would just be for fun. You're doing like a, you're doing like a serious career thing. What would be like your next, I mean, obviously you want to like open for people, for people like Tony Hinchcliffe a lot more often, right? Uh, if possible. Yeah, gotten lucky a few times i gotta open up for the latin kings uh december or it was november i forget one yeah you know what i did see that on your instagram yeah i gotta open um, up for uh, joey medina and paul rodriguez my friend set up that opportunity for me how was that it was amazing i could not hear my own jokes over my heartbeat that was like more nerve-wracking than kill tony for me because like these guys are my comedy heroes oh yeah Paul Rodriguez. I mean, Paul Rodriguez is like one of my favorites too. I mean, he's yeah. born in East LA. I mean, come on. Right? Yeah. How was he to hang out with? Did you get to hang out with him at all? Talk to him at all? Um, no, like he kept running the light, like he kept going, and I'm like, I really have to be because I was like eight coronas in. Yeah. And I'm like, he's probably gonna keep going if he's anything like Alex Raimondo. So I ran to the bathroom, and by the time I came back, the show was over. Oh, so did you get to do no. set? Uh, I got to do my set, and I got to see most of his set. I got to meet Joey Medina. He was really cool, and, like, he gave me his phone number, so I, like, call him every once in a while for comedy advice. Oh, wow, cool. So, that's so cool. Paul Rodriguez took off at right after? Is that what you mean? Um, I guess he went to his RV, and then my friend who got me on the show didn't know. He's like, why didn't you say anything? We were kicking it in the RV. Oh I'm shit! Like, okay. I guess I'll just meet him next time. So I've met two fifths of the Land Kings. I still need to meet the other Dope. three. Yeah, that's cool. All right, we're gonna take a real quick break. I'll be right back in a second. This is what I call the pee break and get a new beer break. Two seconds. This podcast is sponsored by LD Cigarettes, the Long Dick Cigarettes. Buy LD Cigarettes for that cool finish and satisfying taste that we all crave. LD, the long dick cigarettes. Buy them today. This podcast is sponsored by Steel Reserve Malt Liquor. Slow brewed for exceptionally smooth flavor. Extra malt to barley and select hops for extra gravity. Steel Reserve, it's great. Steel Reserve Extra Malt Liquor, 8.1%. Only a dollar sixty-five at my store, probably less at yours. I've seen them for as low as ninety-nine cents. Still reserve malt liquor. Pick yours up today. Oh, this podcast is also sponsored by Adelita's 
bar down in Tijuana, Mexico. Adelitas in Tijuana, one of my favorite spots in the whole world. Sponsor this podcast. We're very happy to have them as a sponsor. If you're down in Tijuana and you want to have a nice time, hang out at Adelitas Bar and Grill. Actually, I don't know if they grill anything. Maybe they don't make any food, but I know what they do serve. And it's top notch and it's always delicious. They have a wide variety of puse available for you to choose from. Adelitas down in Tijuana, Mexico, sponsor of the My Butthole Steve Too Far to Podcast. Every time you're down in Mexico and you're near Tijuana, go by Adelitas Bar and maybe grill. Fryball. It's weird because I get up and I go, all right. I got to do this thing at three before your time. So I'm like hungover. Don't feel really that good. Let me get a couple beers and get in podcasting mode, you know? Yeah. Then I get like a full bladder. So what are you going to do? Right. I was going to wake up earlier to go grab more beer, but then I'm going to sleep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like uh catch 22 is like drinking like to feel better but I know it's just going to be like tomorrow is going to be the the one again so yeah. It's an endless cycle. It's an endless cycle. I saw you on the show you were like I'm an alcoholic and you didn't say drunkard, you said alcoholic. Do you go to meetings? Uh on occasion like i know that i have a problem but i don't really do anything about it yeah yeah what do you think the problems are uh my specific problem if you don't mind uh, no not at all uh addiction runs in my family i was actually a good girl up until i was like 21 or 22 or at least that's what my family said holy I shit yeah like i didn't lose my virginity till i was 21 i didn't drink till i was 21 didn't start smoking weed or cigarettes till I was 22. Huh. And then, uh, yeah, now I just started like experimenting with shit from there. And my friends were like, want to try shrooms? I'm like, let's try shrooms. Nice. Why'd but, you wait so long, you think? Because I didn't want to be like my family. I don't want to be like choosing beer over like my kids and whatnot. And I don't even have kids. Like my brother and sister say it's because like I'm really uptight. I, oh, okay stick up my ass i started smoking weed and then they're like we kind of miss when you were the good one so like okay but i'm not taking life advice from the meth addict and the fucking chain smoker and the (laughs) they older or younger than you they're older my brother is one year older than me my sister is like seven years older than me and then i have a whole bunch of steps siblings from uh, my mom's very first marriage. Are they all from Flagstaff? Yeah. So you've been in Arizona your 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 whole life? I have. I haven't been to a lot of places, and like the places I've gone to go to were pro- normally for comedy. Like just my friends being like, "Hey, you want to go to New Mexico?" It's like, "Fuck yeah!" And you just go do open mics and shit like that. Yeah, or there'll be like a show actually that we're supposed to be doing it's like all right let's go and then if we can find extra open mics we'll go that's cool how often do you try to go up like i i heard people say like you know go up as much as possible you know that's advice people say um pretty much should you go up as much as possible a d 
did run into somebody so like I was exposed to the Rona so like that's why I'm like free for the next two weeks oh when did that happen didn't Tuesday Tuesday? yeah so now I can't work for two weeks and I'm like "Ah, I actually like this job yeah because you messaged me that you were uh quarantined yeah what's the job that you got that you liked um, I work at Honeywell. I make N95 masks. Oh, <laughs> that's a fucking clinky dink right there. You, you got work the, at Honeywell? You make the masks and you got the Rona? Oh, uh, okay. Did you? Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was, that's why they've, uh, like, because I even asked, like, can I just take the damn test? And then oh, come right. back and you know, it's like, you have to wait two weeks, like, because we make the surgical masks and the non-surgical ones, too. Oh, fuck. You can't make the mask to protect people if you have it. So they're really strict about that shit. Yeah. Do you think you got it at work or were you just like maybe out at a mic or doing something else? Or do you I don't even know? I got it. But like my friend I was hanging out with the day before, like he lost his sense of smell and taste. And it's all like, fuck you, dude. I didn't need to know that. <laughs> Did you lose that sense of smell and taste? No, like I'm fine. You didn't even get sick? Nope. Oh, so you may be asymptomatic. Yeah. Do you smoke cigarettes? A lot. Yeah, they were saying that people that smoke, something about it may yeah. keep you asymptomatic. Interesting. Yeah. So that was a big news story that people were talking about. It's like smokers are, for some reason, not getting it, but. I guess your proof you got the you got the positive result on the test though, huh? Uh, no, I didn't. I still haven't gotten to take my test. Why they just decided to quarantine you for two weeks just because uh, you're exposed or what? Yeah, pretty much because we're said Zoom. I'm gonna go take the test so I can go back to Mike's because I missed Mike's all this week. Wow. Because not doing a show, I'm doing an open mic. And I'm sad because I missed, like, one of my shows at House of Comedy this week. Is that in Phoenix? Yep. Yeah. Man, that's, um, seems like, a, I was looking at your Instagram, seems like there was some good postings of, like, some different areas in Phoenix that are, that are, like, uh, kind of going off still. Uh, yeah, there is. And, like, when, like, the first three weeks, everything was shut down, but then, like, some comic friends like it's like okay we'll just tell jokes in the fucking parking lot yeah you know we're like, all trying to figure it out and then we're like doing the zoom mics and like half the comics like i'm too good to do a zoom mic and then the other half it's all like it's better than nothing guys and i was yeah. in the better than nothing group it's like, so you, you've done cool. zoom comedy before i have and so like how does how does like how does that work does like all the people that are on the other end do they all have open mics so you can hear them laugh? Um, yeah. You can hear them. Like, if you have, like, weird background, like, some people would be, like, trying to do it in their car. Uh-huh. So, like, they'd get, like, they would be asked to be put on mute. But if you could have the, your mic on, then everybody would be like, ha, ha, ha. Like, turn your up. And you could actually hear it in your headphones as the, the people all. Do you see all their little yeah. faces and squares and all that? Mm-hmm. Huh. Like. Yeah, when you're talking, like, it'll be, like, posted on you, but you can, like, swipe and look at the other. And, like, I use that to figure out the timing and stuff. Oh, so you've got to figure it out a little bit. 
a little bit. It is weird because there's like a second, half second delay. So like you got to wait, like count like one Mississippi, two Mississippi before you go into your next joke. Yeah, because you get cut off. Even like talking one-on-one, sometimes we have a little crossover and your audio drops because I'm talking. So I mean, imagine that's got to fuck shit up when you're doing a set, like a fucking pit and shit. Yeah. And then like they started uh, reopening like some mics at once and I kept doing this one Zoom mic. So I'd be at a mic and I'd have to put my headphones in so they couldn't hear the background sound and I had to walk away from the patio. And everybody would be like, why are you sitting in the dark by yourself? I'm like, I'm doing comedy. <laughs> this is me doing comedy right now. It's like, you already went up. It's all like, I'm doing two mics. Fuck off. <laughs> One's a Zoom on my phone. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. Hey, on that show, too, I saw, uh, I forget who that last guy was on, on that same night that you were on, Kill Tony. There's a tall guy, and they fucking. Uh, Zach Allen. <laughs> the, the ass eating. Remember that? The I girl from the audience? You missed it? Yeah, I still need to go back and, like, I still haven't watched the episode I was on either. Man, the last guy that went on, t- Tony had, he said he never ate ass before. And so they had this girl from the audience come on, and he took her behind the whatever curtain or whatever that was there. And he fucking supposedly ate her ass behind there. And then they came back out and talked about it. Did you even hear about it? I heard about it, like, as soon as, like, I went up, I went to go smoke a cigarette, though. Oh, okay. I was going to ask you if you met that ass-eating girl. I haven't met the ass-eating girl, but I know the guy. Yeah? Did he give you any inside knowledge about that that scenario? I don't think he actually ate her ass. Like, I'll ask him again, because I wasn't really paying attention. He gave me a ride home the other night. And he's like, yeah, that kind of went to a place I didn't want it to. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny because um, I, I was thinking in my head, like, they could be doing anything back there. He's not necessarily eating ass. But I wanted to see if you could verify or not. Because I, in my heart, to be honest, in my heart, I wanted to believe that he was eating her ass. I don't in my know. heart. He probably didn't. He's a good boy. He looks um, like Jesus, for Christ's sake. I know. But I still wanted to believe that, sh- that some random stranger got her ass eaten by him. Because he said he never did it before. You know? And I felt bad for him. As an ass-eating aficionado, I I was like, come on, bro. Get on the bandwagon. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's your stance on ass-eating? Like, if I'm asked to do it, I'll do it because I'm a lady. Yeah, that's polite of you. But it's not something you jump to? No, it's not like one of my go-to like things. Yeah, I have a hard time not. It's just a, it's just a cute little starfish that winks at you. Oh, you know that's a nice little gadget. Yeah, it's like I feel like I'm being mean to it if I don't. That's fair. You know what I'm saying? So I want to talk yeah. about martial arts too. Oh yeah, I do martial arts. That's crazy. I mean, like just because. I it's it's I used to wrestle in high school and even that was hard enough to learn. I'm uncoordinated as a motherfucker. So it's hard for me to learn moves and repeat them and nail them. But um talk about a little bit about how you uh you said that you're even kind of doing your own one. 
Um, I'm working on a form. Like, I need to grab my swords again. I left them at a friend's house. And, like, it's not as impressive as it sounds because they're, like, the wooden Boken ones. Like, sure. That um, sword is what I'm best at and followed by jujitsu, and then I do all right, like, standing fighting. Really? Yeah. When did you start all that? How old were you when you started all that? I was 16 or 17. I wanted to do it, and my mom said, and I quote, why so you can quit like your sister? So (laughs) I forged her signature on the, like, consent form, and, like, I asked to do it in for trade so like i started cleaning the studio and like passing out flyers for the studio wow. and i exchanged free lessons and then they had me start helping teach the kids class and then yeah now i'm brown belt doing jiu-jitsu in uh keto and jiu-jitsu but yeah wow <coughs> what do you yeah. think what do you want to do with you if you like create um because i'm guessing it's more sword based you said right sword and side and uh weapon based striking and joint locking so like you know the shit you do in mma like key locks and stuff yeah it's like you're standing up cool and so you incorporate that in the one you're doing you're creating um yeah nice yeah basically like my grandmaster kind of like we identify as a hub keto school but like it's more or less Jeet Kune Do, like taking bits and pieces from other martial arts styles and yeah. like messing them together. Because like what works for me, like from martial arts and self-defense standpoint might not necessarily work for you because we're different heights and weights and shit. Right. So like. And Jeet Kune Do is the one Bruce Lee you did, right? Yeah, that's his style, which is like picking and choosing from like the different martial arts because he did fencing, kung fu, all that uh, Wing Chun, all that other good stuff. Yeah. And we incorporate Wing Chun, like, for blocks and strikes. We have very Taekwondo and karate, like, kicks and strikes, too. Got Kung Fu and all that other stuff. That's crazy. So when you make so when you make a style, what do you do? You put make a manual and, like, put it online? Or what? how do you go, like, okay, it's done. Here's my style. Um, so, like, picture illustrations of different moves or – what does it become a pdf that you send or it's pretty much shit like you make your own curriculum for your style and then uh from there you just teach it to other people or other people can learn it that's pretty cool i always wanted to learn how to do like knife stuff you know like if somebody came at me with a knife you know yeah, How would I take it away from them? How would I block myself? That kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, that's easier than gun disarms. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, like, it's less stressful. And there's, like, this cool, like, uh, knife drill that you do. Like, if you were to actually use real knives with your partner, though, you'd both be bleeding out by the end of the drill. Because you're, oh. like, cutting each other's wrists and, like, stabbing each other in the stomach. Ugh. But it's, like, it's beautiful. It's like, like it looks like a beautiful flowy dance when you're doing it with the like wooden knives. But like yeah. if you did it properly, you could fuck somebody up. Yeah, it would be probably more beautiful with real knives because you could see the beautiful arc of the spray of the blood, kind of painting the other person's ski and hitting the wall and in a beautiful arc. There you go. 
Very it could be beautiful with music behind it, like. Right. I mean, I could see it in my head. It's it true. seems beautiful in my mind to me. I have some notes that I'm referring to here because I wanted to ask you about. Oh yeah, the emotional support hamster. You gotta tell me about the emotional support hamster. I actually misplaced him. I need to figure out where the hell he's at. How do you misplace your emotional support hamster 40? Because I was drunk on 40s. That makes sense. That's actually a good excuse for that. I'm pretty sure he's in one of my friend's cars. But I got to keep an eye out for him. I I hope somebody didn't stick him up his ass or something. You know what I mean? That would be horrifying. But uh, that guy, uh, my, he was at GameStop. I went with my nephews when I was in Flagstaff. Uh-huh. And like, he was right next to the thing. And the guy was all like, you actually have a coupon for that guy. So he's only $1.78. And I'm like, <sighs> so my nephew and my sister are like, we'll buy it for her. And I'm like, yes. Nice. And then like, I'm sitting there, it's like, you like 40s little guy? And my sister's like, you should name him 40. And I'm like, okay. Does it work, though? Does it really work? Does it help you emotionally? Yeah, it sounds wrong, though, because, like, I'll be telling people, it's like, I need to squeeze my hamster. And, like, people are like, what? Yeah, they think, you know, you need to rub one out real fast. Yeah. That's what they think, huh? Yeah, and, like, I'll say that to other people, and I freaked out one of my friends. It's like, I'm squeezing the shit out of my hamster right now. She's like, I'd prefer if you didn't do that while we were on the phone together. It's like, (laughs) no, like, like, and what's bad about me is because like a lot of my friends just assume shit. Yeah. So they, so they like wouldn't put it past me to be masturbating on the phone while talking to them, and I'm like, do you really think I'd do that? It's like, yeah, you snorted your mom's ashes. So. Oh, you did that? Yeah, I mean, a couple other comics did it. Your mom's ashes? <laughs> yes. Oh wow! Did you mix it with anything? No, but like some people smoked her in a bowl instead. Wow. But um, yeah, it started off. We were at a mic, and like I have like a little mini urn that has some of her in it. And like I was looking for one of my notebooks, and I took it out. And one of the comics, uh, Tristan Bowling, actually. Yeah. From. Yeah, he's one of my homies. He comes up and he's like, "Oh my god, what are these? Are these ashes?" He's like, "Can I snort them?" And then another comic friend like comes up. It's all like, yeah, can we snort your mom's ashes? I'm like, I guess so. And then like, they wanted to make it an event that we like announced we were going to do it the following week. And then one of them wasn't even there for it. So we ended up doing it at another mic too. So like, it was like two or three days of like just comics imbibing my mom. Wow. I hope they're all like close to you at least. You wouldn't want an asshole that you don't like to do your mom like that way. Yeah, no, if there was an asshole there, I'd be like, yeah, no. You don't get one. Yeah. You don't get a line of ma today. You have to step aside, son. That's what you would tell him? Pretty much. And then and there was probably some people who wanted to do it just because my friend Amber wore her stripper pants and she's like, you can snort her off my ass. And so oh. That's next stripper friend. That's really cool. How many stripper friends do you have? Uh... I think just two. I'm a big fan of strippers. I have never been to a strip club. Like, it's on my list. I told a friend I'd go with them. It's really nice. You know, it's cool when they know how to, to um, act. 
that's what makes it because you get some strippers that are new or whatever and they you know you get a dance from them and you can tell they're not into it i think a big part of it is the acting they have to act like they're into it and if you get one that's good and she's like they always do the same thing, which I it's you kind of know in the backyard, but it's still cool. Where they always go like, "Oh, you're cooler than anybody else that comes in here." Those other people are are annoying, but you seem cool. And then you go like, "Oh wow, I, I am cool. That's right, yeah." And that makes it like hundred times better. You know what I mean? Like, like well, she does think I'm cool. That's nice. Yeah, she's like kind of into me a little bit. I think she thinks I'm cooler than these other dorks. It's kind of nice. Yeah, no, um, I haven't gone personally, but, like, my friend James, he was talking about the first time he went. It's like, I thought she really liked me, and all my friends had to, like, explain to me that that was part of her thing. Oh, she yeah. Really he got a and good he, one, then. Yeah, and he's like, I was like, I thought I was about to ask her out and everything. It's all like, no, that's how you lose your credit card number. Absolutely, yeah. Well, she would have said no anyways or made some excuse, but some of the shady ones... <laughs> You know what I mean? All right. So it was a uh, stripper man. May I ask? Huh. All right. Let's say you get like hustled. Like mm-hmm. you go to a strip club, they get you shit faced. They take your card and they charge a whole bunch of money on it. They take your car keys, things like that. Would you go back to the same strip club the following week? To fuck people up. I mean, like, uh, I don't, I can't imagine, like, unless they roofied me and I passed out, that's how I'd get my shit, you know? And then that place is getting burnt to the ground. It's getting light bombed. That makes more sense because I have a retarded ass friend who got robbed by them. Like after the first time it happened, he went back and it happened again like the following week. Yeah. But he did three weeks and he's like, I keep getting robbed by strippers. It's like, no, you keep going and giving strippers your shit. That's it's not so... robbery if you know what's happening. It's so crazy, like, cause how they never asked for credit cards, so that guy's retarded. Sorry, <laughs> they never asked for your credit card. They asked for cash, so if he's losing his credit card every time, that guy's got, he's got like hit with a, he climbed the retard tree and hit every retard branch on the way down to the retard ground. Thank you. You like, tell him I saw it. Don't talk to that person that much anymore. But I'll have another friend. Like I just started talking to this guy again. Yeah. I'm like, I don't have the energy to hate you. And I bought him a beer. Yeah. And like, I regret it immediately because he was drunk. It's like, can we be friends again? And I'm like, no, fuck you. And I like blocked him on Facebook because I got tired of watching like his weekly suicide attempts. Oh, God. Yeah. Right. They weren't even good ones. I've done more damage shaving. You got to, I mean, if you have any self-respect at all, you just got to try to slowly drink yourself to death like a normal person and not these... Yeah dramatic fucking I'm putting a gun to my head because I can't take it anymore. I have no idea you're going to be in here. If you're one of my neighbors driving by and a homeless like that. Can we take a quick break? I'm going to grab a beer. All right, cool. I'll be right back. Harpo, if you were shipwrecked, what would you miss most in all the world? Harpo, imagine we're lost, drifting in the middle of the Pacific, surrounded by man-eating sharks. No food, no water, no hope. Then suddenly we sight land. We're rescued, saved from a fate worse than death. Now, what's the first thing you'd ask for? Harpo, didn't they tell you this is a beer commercial? 
That's it. Labatt's Pilsner Lager Beer. That's what you'd ask for. Uh, I'll do the dub after. What's up? That sounds healthy. Yeah. You got the COVID for sure. I can tell. Nope. Just chain smoke. Then everybody says it's like, if you're coughing like that, maybe you should go back. And they're probably right. I'm not yeah. going to. Yeah. It's like, um, who's that? Who's that comic that says, I forget who it was. I think it was Ron White or uh, maybe it's Stanhope that does the bit about, um, it's like this carcass is like a rental car. And I'm not turning it in pristine. I'm turning it in with the fucking tires blown out, the back windshield broken, a bunch of trash in the back seat, and half on fire. <laughs> that's how I'm. T- that's how I'm turning this rental car in. I'm not one of those people that's gonna turn it in fucking washed and air dried and vacuumed and shit. <clears throat> this carcass is coming in fucked up when it's turned in. <laughs> but that's my philosophy. That works. You know, I wanted to ask you too about the fucking pimple popping shit. Ah, uh, glorious. Oh my god, dude, we have to. I can't. I just there's nothing in me. I I can relate to a lot of sick shit, but enjoying Doctor Pimple Popper and that whole fetish is it blows my mind. I don't get it. There's just something rewarding about it, like seeing it happen, like the pop when you're actually doing the popping. Like the watching of like the gross stuff like spewing out. I'm like, I guess one time I got blackout drunk and I started popping everybody's pimples at an open mic. And they're like, I guess I was really rapey about it too. I was just holding guys down and squeezing them until white stuff came out. And then just like moving on to the next guy. Dude. There's gotta be a kind of joy in that though. It was rewarding. For a second I understood rape. Yeah. That's so. F- I was rewatching The Sopranos because they have a movie coming out. I don't know if you ever seen that show on HBO. Uh, no, it's on my list of shit to watch. It's an old show. <laughs> I mean, like almost twenty years old. But um, they're having a new movie coming out. Co- Joey Coco Diaz is in the new one. And um, but uh, I wanted to rewatch them all because I hadn't seen them since you know twenty years ago. Since I was like in my twenties, and. Uh, so I'm watching for about that long. Yeah, it was like, a, I think it was like, yeah, early 2000s. So yeah, almost 20 years ago when it started at least. But um, yeah, there's a there's a rape scene in that movie in that show. Tony Soprano's psychiatrist. No spoilers. <laughs> I mean, I guess I should say spoiler alert. I don't know if it's a surprise. Anyways, somebody gets raped in that, right? It's like. Such a brutal, such a brutal thing. Like she's crying and shit. I don't know yeah. how they stay hard. I don't know how they stay hard. Like I get uncomfortable if a chick's like rolling her eyes a little bit. I'm like soft. You know what I mean? If she's not smiling and looking happy 100%, I drop my erection. I don't know how they do it when they're fucking screaming and crying. You got to be a sick motherfucker. Right. 
Yeah. I guess that's more of a statement than a question. <laughs> Fair. I mean, I just don't get it. But um, no, because you said I now I know what rapists feel like. Yeah, I got you. But I was like, I still don't. Oh yeah, you mentioned um, you mentioned uh, Paul Rodriguez running the light. Have you read Sam Talent's book, Running the Light? Uh, I have not. It's really good. It's um, it's about um, a road comic. It's a fictional book, but Sam Talon is a is a road comic. Um, he's on Stanhope's podcast and a couple other ones. And um, he, uh, yeah, he wrote a really good book called Running the Light. I I recommend it whenever I can. I'll check it out. I am a reader. Yeah, I think. Well, he was sending signed copies out. Every every copy somebody bought was signed. So if he's still doing that. I would say get on it before he stops because he's going to stop. I think they're going to make a movie out of it. Okay. Yeah. So he's, uh, <clears throat> it's really good. It's really funny. It's called Running the Light. Sam Talent. Okay. Shout out to Sam Talent. <clears throat> Shout out. Uh, but um, the uh, Pibble Popper thing, I was, it fucking really blew my mind. I wanted to ask you this. this is what we ask every guest, too. <laughs> um, this is a game we call Fuck One, Suck One, Eat Me Out. And you could okay. pick, you could pick any person, historical figure, famous celebrity, anybody that ever existed, including Abraham Lincoln, living or dead, one to fuck, one to suck off, one to eat you out. And you could choose, you know, um, pretty much anybody, except people that like the general public doesn't know. So you have three okay. people, including Abraham Lincoln. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I guess I'd fuck Mel Nelson Mandela. Wow, that's a shocker right there. Just because know. of his humanitarianism. Well, that too, and he was in prison for twenty-seven years, so you know he appreciates pussy now. So you'd probably do it like right after he got out too, if you could yeah, pick a time. Yeah, like I'm the one who's like posting his bail or whatever. It's all like, guess what? Now you get pussy. <laughs> I just spread it, and he's just like, "Oh my god, I love the pussy." <laughs> yeah, no going apartheid. Yeah, that's that's a beautiful choice. That's the fuck. What's the suck one? Let's see. Um, Remember, I living or dead. I'm trying to decide because part of me is all like, I want it to be a small penis because, like, I don't like. I give head because I'm a lady, but I'm not good at it. And it's easier if it's not like actually like I'm choking on it. Why do you think you're not good at it? Let's do a quick segue. No, like I make an effort, but like it always feels like I'm about to throw up on the guy's dick and that like doesn't feel sexy to me at all. Nice. Well, I think you and me would be best friends then. Because I'm unlike a fucking five-year-old. But that's neither here nor there. So let's just say whoever you pick has a small one. Who would you pick as the person? Uh, let's see. Aesthetically pleasing. Okay. Somebody with a small dick is aesthetically pleasing. But just assume they all have small dicks. Like you can make it small in your in, in your reality. So it's not yeah. gaggy. Let's go Elijah Wood because I'm a fan of the Lord of the Rings series. I love this so far. Nelson Mandela, Elijah Wood, and now the last one, Eat Me Out. Okay, let's see. 
Sir. Anybody else? Because of the tongue thing. <laughs> you have a very eclectic group. I'm pretty open-minded. Nelson Mandela, Elijah Wood, and Gene Simmons. Running the gambit of age, race, fucking even attitude. And careers. You got a musician, you got a politician, you got an actor. Yeah. And Fantastic. I got like different races in there too. For a second, I thought I was like, wait, did I just list all white guys? It's like, no, Nelson Mandela's black. Oh, you got, you did good. That's okay. pretty good. I like that. You know, some people refuse to answer that question. Can you believe that? Eh, that's Can you a fucking game. believe that? Yeah, it's not real. It's not like they're going to show up on my doorstep. It's all like, hey, remember what you said on the podcast? Now you got to do it. Here they are. And you're like, fuck, I, oh shit, I wasn't ready. I didn't even have my Cheerios this morning. Sorry, you said it. Here they are. Like, okay, fuck, all right. Who's first? Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a dumb question. It's a silly little question. But we don't have many bits or uh, segments on this podcast. Because again, it is called the My Butthole Stinks Who Farted Podcast with the Gozinias. Um, and so we just kind of, we do whatever we do. We do what we want to do. Who are your favorite comics? Uh, at the moment, Bill Burr, Dave Chappelle, uh, still George Lopez, Cat Williams. Cat Williams. Yeah. When I first watched Cat Williams, I wasn't impressed, but like one day I was depressed and he was like talking about working at McDonald's and I'm like, I'm depressed and work at McDonald's. Yeah. And uh, like his comedy hit different. And then I uh, started watching all the specials. I'm like, this guy's actually pretty lit. Yeah. I was disappointed with his last special, but considering he has like six out and like five of them were pretty good. Yeah. I didn't really like, um, I'm a big George Lopez fan too. I was a big fan of the wall, but all the other ones, I think, I think that in that special, he was trying to say something more than make jokes. Yeah. <clears throat> but that's fine. I know this is the thing like with comics, like by their third or fourth special, it like turns into a kind of philosophy thing. Dave Chappelle comes to mind too. It's like, uh, but if you have that, if you have that, uh, same thing as my favorite, one of my favorite comics, Sarah Silverman. She has a podcast now too. And it's like, she's very much an activist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not there's anything wrong with that. I guess if you have a, if you have a platform, people listen, why not take advantage of it? But, um, I, you know, I used to like more when she was talking about uh, her mom's bush and drinking water off of it in the shower and that kind of shit, <laughs> which was a funny yeah. bit, but I mean, to each his own. Do you do you like music too? Do you listen to music? I mean, everybody I does, do, but... but like, I'm behind in a lot of music. Like, I listen to people after they've been popular for like 15 or 20 years. Like, what? I just barely started listening to Katy Perry like two years ago. Okay. Do you like mostly pop stuff? Um, no. Like, I'm pretty all over the place with that too. Like, my friends would make fun of me like when iPods were a thing because I'd have it on shuffle and like one second you're listening to Disney songs and the next thing you know it's DMX and then it's classical music and then Eminem and then like random show tunes from like Broadway nice stuff like all over the place yeah 
well being in a in a punk rock band for as long as i was i i listened to punk rock for a long time but um i also like motown and uh i'm a big prince fan big prince fan um i like boston because of my dad um so there's a lot of shit but also big from socal big nwa fan you know big dre fan big snoop fan um just because that's kind of where i grew up was i mean all the, i think even like the punk rock bands that i listen to are mostly from socal you know what i mean like uh you know descendants uh agent orange no facts bad religion all those guys are like all from right here but gotcha. you know do you ever listen to any punk rock um like list some random punk rock man so i know like i'm talking about the right genre uh agent orange operation ivy uh, bad religion's a big one uh, ramones uh sex pistols ramones and sex pistols i've heard and i like them yeah just like but, that uh, just like that aggro fucking loud fast shit it, was, it made a lot more sense when i was like fucking 19 20 21 well, through my whole 20s it made sense because i was just a kid that wanted to fucking get in a pit and start pushing other people around because it felt nice it felt nice you know but now I'm 43 and my back hurts, so not so much. But um, you should check out our, our uh, uh, YouTube page, Fisco Zinia. Uh, you know, YouTube. I think it's YouTube slash Fist G. Um, but all the Gozinia's music is up there. Do you guys want to check it out? You too. So yeah, check it out. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's something that I fucking. It's just a lot of. A lot of excess. You you mentioned doing coke and shit. What other drugs do you like? Uh, like I rarely do. Like when I do coke, it's like a social thing. Like it's not something I'd want to buy for myself. Doing coke by yourself in your room is that's kind of sad. Yeah, I've been there. It's not fun. Fair enough. Uh, I'm more of an alcohol person, but like just weed and shrooms. Did you ever do acid? I did do acid once, and like. I liked it, but I like shrooms better. Yeah, it's um, one time I don't know if this is accurate or if I was just high, but I did them back to back, day after day, and I thought the the uh, mushrooms were more pastel and the acid was more metallic. I don't oh, know if that okay. makes sense at all, but the uh, visions. So like, I uh, full on hallucinate every time I do either. And, like, when I did acid, it was weird because, like, I fully, like, saw a different comic for some reason dressed in, like, a wolf mascot. Like, I don't know if it was, like, the coyotes or whatever, but he was, like, just wearing this whole wolf mascot with a jersey thing. And he, like, takes off the hood and we're just having a full-ass conversation. And, like, I message him the next day. It's like, were you in my room wearing a wolf jersey? And he's like, what? And I'm like, you were dressed like a wolf and we were talking about stuff and you were chain smoking at the foot of the bed. And he's like, wow. No, that didn't happen. And I'm like, huh? Okay. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like, I, you know, I would, man. If it, I kind of feel bad for my grandparents and shit because, like, they'll they're gonna pass away and never have done hallucinogenics, and so they have no idea what that's like. And it's like almost like going to Disneyland, but you just do the teacups, and you, yeah. you don't you don't go to the Matterhorn, you don't get on Space Mountain, and then you leave. And then I'm like, fuck, you should have gone to Space Mountain. What are you doing? Like, you know what I mean? That actually happened the first time I went to Disneyland because my dad didn't want to be at Disneyland. 
we were there for like 20 minutes we took pictures with like the little monitos and then like we went on the teacup ride and then it started sprinkling and my dad is like up oh, it's pouring we better go we were in disneyland for a ground total of like 40 minutes dude like come on let's go let's go and where did you come from to do that how far did you go we came from flagstaff like we got to stay at sea world because he liked looking at the sea creatures but he's all like i don't like disneyland there's too oh. many people here it's like i'm not waiting in line for rides but he paid for the tickets already yep oh my god that is a waste like that's my example exactly did you yeah. go back at least and ever i did as a girl scout and like that was exhausting too because we're well this giant group and then there was like this fucking annoying ass soccer mom because we all took a bus there mm-hmm. and she's the queen of karens and she like decides it's okay to put her seat all the way back into my lap like on our way back and i'm all like you know like this is crushing my knees can you lift it up she's like oh i have a bad back and like i grab my girl scout leader it's like they said not to recline the chairs and they tried talking to her and she made this whole deal about it and i'm like you know what fuck it never mind and then i just like laid down on the ground and i'm like give me my backpack put it on the ground and i like slept underneath the <laughs> bus seats because it was easier than arguing with this bitch and she didn't give a fuck when she saw you lying on the ground she's like i don't care i'm still reclining pretty much what a bit that's at that point i would have taken off my panties and just put them over her face dude and hopefully i farted a bunch that day and just strangled her with them over yeah, her I mouth so i didn't know any better yeah and now you would have done it right yeah now you would have took off your panties and strangled her with them right i probably would have just like kept moving her seat up it's all like nope yeah. nope what a bitch. And she's an adult and you're a kid at this time. Yeah. I don't even know what happened to that mom, but I think she was a bitch the whole trip, too. And then, like, because I was born with, like, my hip disconnected, so, like, sometimes my, like, leg gets sore. So all the girls were trying to get me to sit in a wheelchair so we could get, like, fast passed. There you go. But the thing was, I hated half my Girl Scout troop because they were bitches. Oh. So I'm like, oh, no, it's like I'm walking all day. Yeah, and like my leg hurts so bad, and I'm all like, I'm not giving these bitches a free ride. Wow! So like out of spite, it's like we're waiting in line. And your leg hurt the whole time. Yeah. And you're like, fuck it, fuck these bitches. Yeah, I'm not petty. Wow, wow. I mean, I get it. Did you ever smoke DMT? I have not. It's pretty crazy. It's short though. Should try it out. Gives um, it's a, it's a totally different thing, dude. It's a totally different thing. Okay. But it's cool. You can get it out there, right? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's kind of like more like um, uh, psychiatrics, psychiatry. Is that what I'm saying right? Psychiatry session. I never okay. been to. Well, I used to. I. I got sent to rehab when I was like 16, so I had to do a bunch of one-on-ones and shit like that. But um, uh, oh, did you too? Oh no. Oh. Um, oh you, go ahead. I was a good kid. Oh, you were a good kid. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So then I know what it's like to like when they, you have to like actually do work on yourself and like confront things. And smoking yeah. DMT, it's like it all comes out, and you just go, "Okay, mm-hmm. now I guess I'm dealing with all this right now," and. 
I, I did. I had met with one girl and she was like, I want to try it. And I, I gave it to her. I sat with her and I'm like, I'm going to sit here with you, but I'm sober. And I said, just close your eyes, sit back. And then she immediately was like, nope, nope, nope. And I'm like, no, don't fight it. You're good. You're good. You're good. And she just sat up and puked all over my floor. Nice. And she was sick for like an hour. And then I asked her, like, what did you see? What made you do? And she's like, I'm never going to tell anybody what I saw. And I was like, all right. That's somebody that doesn't want to deal with their shit. But I mean, if you do it and you're ready to like, all right, let's go to a therapy session for five minutes, like a deep one. That's why I like rooms. Kind of the same thing, right? Yeah. You're forced to deal with some, some inner shit that's inside of your fucking self. Yeah, I've never had a bad trip, but like one of my weirder ones and like it wasn't even supposed to go on a full trip. I was given two stems. I'm like, okay, I'll microdose. I should have realized that it wasn't microdosing because those like stems were blue as fuck. They almost shimmered. Oh, yeah. I took those and the next thing I know, I'm having an existential crisis in the bathroom and like everything's all wiggly and like at some point I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, I like me. And then everything went back to normal. There you go. And then I just kept saying, it's like, I like me. And then everything would go back to normal. And then it'd go back to like wavy. And that's all like, I like me. And I'm like, ah, okay, cool. Yeah. You got to like, kind of have to, you have to kind of get there in your head. Like the the thing about DMT that I saw that it's probably very similar to mushrooms too, is like, you get like this thing called ego death, where it's like, all of a sudden you don't matter as much as you thought you did. And it's kind of like, okay, my death is not going to be tragic. I'm another thing that's been here. There's been us's for fucking so long. Like nobody gives a fuck about the guy that died in 1796. So, yeah. and no one's going to give a fuck in 200 years if I died right now too, either. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, fuck, it's like not that serious, dude. You know what I mean? Like we're all just here fucking just have fun. We're all like to quote one of my lyrics, actually, we're just here to drink okay. some beers fuck shit up okay. and have some fun and help out the retards that's what like we're here it. to do you know all right i like it i think it's pretty cool yeah yeah if you had to do if you had to say a life philosophy that you thought like would like kind of encompass how you feel what would you say <clears throat> would be your life philosophy uh, I actually have two Bruce Lee quotes tattooed on me, but like the one on my arms. Yeah. Defeat is a state of mind. No one has ever defeated until defeat's been accepted as a reality. Nice. So like, um, I think it was like, um, keeps, I don't know, keeps swimming. Like you get knocked down, stand back up, all that good shit. And then what, is that one of them? Is there another one? Or is that both uh, the two of them? The other Bruce Lee quote is, uh, do not pray for an easy life. Pray for the strength to endure a difficult one. Nice. I always like be like water. That's a good one, too. I'm supposed to get a tattoo from one of my friends. He's going to tattoo my grandma's name on my wrist. Because she passed away recently. Oh, really? Yeah. Are you going to snort her ashes, too? No. Uh, she was hardcore Catholic, so she did the casket thing. How come your mom, your mom wasn't? Uh, she wasn't. She wasn't like she like found Christ again. And oh, God, she was insufferable towards the end. Oh, yeah. Which is a messed up thing to say, but. Those religious um, people they, often are. Yeah. 
she got brainwashed and like I'm religious but I'm not a dick about it like I don't sit there and it's all like well have you thought about prayer and all this it's like oh it's like believe whatever the fuck you want to believe yeah but my mom was being a asshole about it and she's like well, if you don't believe in God who do you believe in Satan it's like no I don't believe in any of it yeah. it's like what part of this is confusing you she was like you have to pick one or the other huh yeah that's funny yeah, I love my mom, but she like just went full on. Like she was like she was in groups refer to themselves as prayer warriors. And I'm oh, like, wow. ah, yeah, fucking kill yourself. Like not really, but like uh Yeah. I get it. Prayer warriors unite and it's just like a retarded captain planet that the only difference is it's just thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, hell, we did an hour. You know what? I want to thank you for coming on here. I really appreciate it. That uh, was fun. For me. Yeah. Sorry about the last time and all the oh. weird stuff. Don't even worry about I it. I put it was... my phone in airplane mode and I'm sitting there waiting. It's like, why isn't he messaging me? Oh. <laughs> and then I like saw it after the fact because I'm like, I'm just going to rest my eyes until he messages. Yeah. And, but I woke up a couple hours later. No, that's cool. I mean, I, we, we could do it again too. You're fun guest. I'm down. No, we have other people on too. So maybe when we do a, a, a group one too, you jump on too and fuck around and do some bullshit. All right. Sounds good. So yeah. Celia Contreras was a guest today on the My Butthole Stinks Who Farted podcast, sponsored by Still Reserve. I'm all here. Thank you very much. Time. You have a great day. And uh, I'll send, send you a message. It usually takes me about two weeks. To edit these and okay i'm one behind but uh Fair enough. i'll send you the link all right sounds good hey thanks so much yeah peace all right peace To all my hooligans in this polluted room, my friend, the time has finally come to show a matter of some truth and death. Catch a beating, catch a feeling, catch a beating, catch a 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 catch a
Chuck Keller, where that's up the function. I gotta get away. I gotta get away. I gotta get away. Yeah.